0: Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thanks for tuning into another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. In this episode, I'm joined with Dave from the Stereo App and also Unapologetic Christian from the Stereo App. We get into a lot of things, the faults in the U.S. educational system, why they don't teach us about finance, fractional reserve banking, income inequality, and wealth distribution disparity. All right, let's get into it.
1: But the only thing I'll disagree on is um, dismantling the FBI. We have to be able to um, investigate horrible shit like
0: well, I agree, um, that's going but there's, on. Edwards, I, agree, I agree with that part, but it doesn't have to be the FBI that does it, right? There's... According to Edward Snowden, there's between 17 and 21 three-lettered intelligence agencies in the United States. The NSA being one, and the NSA just recently grew from 70,000 to 140,000 employees. So the NSA is massive. So we could easily disband the FBI, start a new organization, or incorporate an incorporate an existing one. I say we disband most of the existing ones and start new from the ground up with a structure right. uh, you know that we want yeah. right which is not yeah, the subversion of government which is to carry out the will of the people not to go against it
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah so there's 17 agencies and then there's the NRO which is 17 agencies underneath the NRO the NRO was what Eisenhower created because he saw what he created with the with the FBI and he was like, fuck, we need people to like check these agencies. And the NRO was actually secretive until um, Nick's fucking Watergate. Man, this is fucking weird. Okay, so the NRO was kind of like unmasked a little bit under Watergate. And then it wasn't until 2002 when Congress said, all right, anyone that's in the National Recognizance Office has to. Be documented. So everyone after two thousand two that was a contractor under the NRO under seventeen of the different agencies that it umbrellas um, is now a documented contractor. But everyone before that, those people don't exist. So um, you know, and it was it was Eisenhower's like because at the end of the day, uh, Tory said this: humans have this innate, um, this innate the uh, urge to want to exist right and so eisenhower saw this fucking beast and he was like shit man i can't dismantle it but i can create a secretive fucking agency above it right the nro um and it's just weird that it kind of got you know it almost got unmasked in 1974 um and then clinton did it he pushed it forward after the highlands forum met in 1996 um, which, interesting enough, my my um, my grandfather on my dad's side, his brother was one of the people that met for the Highlands Forum creation. Um, Bill Heisinger from Florida. Um, I never knew my grandfather because he wasn't a very good man. But anywho, that was just an interesting point. He like owned Blockbuster and then the Miami Dolphins. It was a money laundering scheme. <laughs> honestly, but, uh, so, so Clinton also tried, you know, outing these contractors and then it wasn't until 2002 that Khan successfully did that, which, you know, is kind of a prevalent year in many, in many ways. Um, right. So yeah, we could do something, you know, within, like create another agency, but like, so what do you do with all of the FBI agents that are good, right? Like, what do you do? What do you do with people that stood by complicitly watching crimes happen, like in people's houses? Let's say, um, you know, a child that was being beaten by parents and they let it happen because they were watching that person. They had a secret subpoena, right? And um, they allowed it to happen. Is that even if that FBI agent is good, just following orders and not doing anything because... They wanted to trigger this person and indoctrinate their child to join the agency, right? Like, this shit happens. Um, so, so does that mean that the good FBI agent should be held accountable? You know, all the people that saw this within the NSA, I mean, at this point, there's really no agency that's fucking clean. They all are complicit, either knowingly, willingly, or, or knowingly, unwillingly. So like, I don't know where you draw that line. That's going to be so hard.
0: You just fire them all. Start over. Um, I watched a documentary about Selma, Alabama, and how this one guy was recruited to be an FBI informant, and by the FBI, he was encouraged to take part, He was he was encouraged to infiltrate the KKK. Well, he figured out that in order to do so, I need to join the inner ranks, right? He saw people hanging out after the normal meeting, and he's like, huh, who are these 10 to 12 people? The Reports back, these appear to be the leaders. Okay, we'll get, you know, do everything you can to get in that group. Well, to get in that group, he told the FBI that he will have to take part in beatings, hangings, blah, 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 terrorism, right, bombings. And the FBI was like, we don't want you to break the law, but do whatever you have to do. So totally conflicting messages, right? Mm -hmm. He reported back to the FBI at every stage. And the FBI was completely aware of everything that was happening. And then when questioned, they said, well, we're an investigative body. We're not, you know, it's, it's not our job to deal out justice. We're just, you know, we gather information it's like fuck you (laughs) fuck that that's all bullshit so fuck the fbi um but yeah we could just just form a new a new agency
1: yeah um so that was in 63 um and little rock uh, little rock is also prevalent there didn't bill clinton go to school there because I know Hillary was in Chicago in the 60s. She was in high school in Chicago. She was there for like the whole woman's rights thing. Um, I don't know. Here I am probably just thinking too deep into it. But yeah, it's very interesting. But then,
0: <laughs> yeah. But then another a thing I argue with, you know, because if I had to, I would say I'm liberal. I'm not a libtard. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not an any blue will do person. Far from it. I'm like third party. Fuck the Democrats. They're ridiculous. But then fuck the Republicans, because they've always been the big business party and the party of war. But now the Democrats are also the party of war. So it's, you know, the one party, like you said. Um, But I've always disagreed with the conservative sentiment that we need to reduce government programs. Right. Because here we are in an era when the NSA just doubled in size. So we're not talking about reducing that government program, mm-hmm. you know, un- mm-hmm. under Bush, under Bush, right after 9-11, we signed in the Patriot Act. We developed the Department of Homeland Security, a huge government agency. We're not talking about reining yeah. in that government.
1: Dude, that right? government T- needs to go. Yeah.
0: TSA at TSA at every airport. How many people is that? That's a good paying job. We're not talking about limiting that. We're talking about limiting food stamps and welfare to the least of us. Right. To the basic subsistence programs, which are a sliver of our budget. So that's Mm -hmm. what I always have trouble with is like when you're looking at the pizza and they've got this tiny little slice over there and, Mm -hmm. you know, one, one slice is like three-quarters of the pie, our military budget. Can't touch that slice. But let's take this little piece over here and throw that away. Like, what?
1: Cut it in half, right? I know. It's right. weird to listen to Congress where they're like, we're going to pass $2 trillion to help this fucking humanitarian shit in Zimbabwe. Okay. And then in the same breath, you hear but we're going to cut the food stamps from 1 billion to 500 million dollars. And you're like, "What?" Like the the numbers don't even compute. What? what exactly. Saying? And like, and if
0: we And I don't I'm not saying we got to stop all foreign aid, but I'm a fan of stopping most of it. Like I am an America first person, right? Like I'm all for helping other people, but we got to help ourselves first. We got a crumbling infrastructure. The average American can't afford a $400 emergency. We don't have universal health care. We're the only industrialized nation without universal health care. And it's been proven that that would be cheaper than what we're doing now. So it would actually save mm-hmm. money, but it would but it would cut out the insurance companies who are the middleman. Like to use exactly. a drug dealing analogy and to use it like a simple drug dealing analogy, would you rather buy the drugs directly from the per, Like, would you rather buy pot directly from the person who's growing it? Or would you like some corner dealer middleman to jack up the price? That's the insurance companies. Right. We don't need Yeah, them. it's like a band They don't provide They're
1: anything. They're like ten cents. Ten cents, and insurance pays ten dollars. You're like, what? what the fuck? To the hospital. Right. They don't. They don't
0: provide anything. They're just a vulture. They're the middleman. We could cut out the insurance companies entirely. Pharmaceutical companies could be reined in. Um, mandating. If you think
1: about that, it. You know, Go ahead. Go ahead. Um well, okay. So the word any word if you think about it that starts with IN. Insurance, um inept, incumbent. Um every IN word, you know, again words matter, spelling matters. It's all very fucking negative. Um um Man, yeah. I don't know. I'm just weird with words, but yeah, insurance it's 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 ridiculous and that goes back to the Civil War and the Brits that were playing both sides with the South and the North. And then they created the insurance to back up their fucking money. They were going to lose with the South. They knew the conf- confederates were going to lose. Lee was in a catch 22. Do I fight for freedom for all? Or do I fight for, you know, slavery and allow people to have free will and free choice and freedom for all under the American banner. And like, again, history is written by the winners and it's really, it, it's hard unless you, um, like my dad has a library and he has like the, um, first edition of Robert E. Lee and General, uh, Grant's journals. So unless people, you know, have access to those things, it's hard to really fucking discern between what we were taught in school and what, like what, what really happened because there was a catch 22 in, in a lot of these wars. I mean, still today, right? Like they're all, um, they're all bullshit. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. There's General Smudley Butler in the 30s, high ranking, the highest ranked uh, Marine of his time. He ended up retiring and then became a peace activist and wrote a book called War is a Racket. And he said, I've now learned that my entire career, I've been doing nothing but sending young men off to die in foreign lands for corporate profit. You know. And that's exactly where we're at. We don't, you know, defending America has become defending American interests and American interests have become corporate profit interests. Right. So when we say we're defending America's interest, that means we're defending the ability of Coca-Cola and McDonald's to go into any country they want anywhere in the world. And if you've got a country that bans them, God damn it, we're going to go to war with you. And if you're privatizing your own oil, and preventing corporations from profiting off of it, right? If you're nationalizing your own oil, good example, Venezuela. Why is Venezuela the pariah of the world, of, of the US?
1: Because they nationalized
0: yeah. their oil and they have the second largest oil supply in the fucking world.
1: Mm-hmm. We want mm-hmm. their oil.
0: It's mm-hmm. that simple.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And you know, they were, that they goes were back found to us to... stealing their elections, dude. We, we did that. We did that. Exactly. That's on our heads. Exactly. That is on America. Yeah. Like not me and you, but like this is why it's important to the know, I talk Yeah, I talk to every. I talk. I love at like four a.m. my time. That's when like the African nation wakes up and they come and join because, um, you know, I was afraid for a time there that people would wake up all over the world and like take it out on just the average American, right? Um, but that's not the case. They understand, like they they've understood for so long. why do you think that the African nation has been um the dark continent, no electricity. They don't know like they can't have free media, stuff like that, and just the basic necessities. We want that continent and um to keep them yeah. from communicating, right, or like seeing what's going on in America and vice versa. It's all been this massive psyop and it, it's like, oh man, the veil is being lifted and, and human beings, they're, they're understanding and they're compassionate and they're, they're made by God. Just, it doesn't matter which God they believe in. But, you know, at the end of the day, we don't have much um difference between Americans, Africans, French, whatever, Sweden's, um, and we're all way more in this common together. than
0: we do different
1: yeah for sure and so um it, it's awesome to be honestly it's so cool to be like alive in this time it's like the time that our great grandparents would talk about and and they prayed would come in their age and it's like it's cool to be on this battlefield of um information and um you know, having your loved one, your ancestors like watching over you. Like I know they're rooting like, like us on, I don't know. Um, A hummingbird is kind of symbolic to my grandfather. And I haven't seen hummingbirds in like three years in North Dakota. There's this one that visits me like all the time, for like the last week. And it gets so close to my face that I can feel its wings flutter. And it's almost intimidating because it just hovers there. And it, it gets to the point where I'm like, shit, do I shoot away? I'm like, do hummingbirds attack? Oh my gosh. Um, and same thing with deer. They get, a, last like three years, they've gotten abnormally comfortable. Um, I actually had to run away from it. <laughs> like three deer in Ramsey, Minnesota, um, leaving a park. Uh, but yeah, and that's more symbolic on my grandmother's side. So um, I don't know. It's, I am, I guess, it's a blessing to be born in this time or like to live through it. But it's, it, there's also like a curse to that. I don't know if you're married or have children. Um, I'm married 13 years, been with my husband, 11 years, married, four children. And, um, my husband supports me a hundred percent, but it's, um, you know, the sacrifice on his side is his wife, you know, is, like in the battlefield of information, which is nonstop. And um, mm-hmm. the same with like my children. Right. Um, but at the other side of it, it's like, you know, history is not going to think kindly of those that stood by and did nothing. Um History will be written about those that, you know, tried to enlighten other people, wake them up, filed lawsuits, even though they failed. Like that's what people like my children's children will be learning in school. And that's pretty, it's a pretty humbling experience. But it like being in the battlefield, it kind of reminds me of what it must have been like fighting the Revolutionary War. Um, you know, you had so many people that wouldn't do it that were fine living under the the current boot on their face. And it's like, man, um, really, you're okay with this? You're fine just paying, you know, if we're going to end up paying probably seventy, ninety percent in taxes, it's, it's going to happen. It's happening, and that's exactly um, what happened in the first time. And people, there was people okay living that way for comfort, and that's that's freaking pretty insane. But it didn't end well for them. Um, some of them left. Other, the others like when the Revolutionary War was won, they're like, "All right, hell yeah, I'm a patriot now." And you're like, "Dude, no." I mean you're allowed to stay here but where were you when we were you know battling it out for freedom for all um i just see the correlation there but um i'll mute and let you say your piece i do want to know if you're married though or have children
0: no single i should have been married but i fucked that up um but we got three messages let's play that and then let's come back and talk about taxes got kelly
1: why not just get microchip done? same technology, huh. right?
0: No, it's funny,
1: hey, Dev, hey,
0: juice Brenner, hey, unapologetic, watching your show, tuning in. Much love. What's going on? Wolf the Third
1: right, and you know, and I didn't want to get too far in the weeds on there, but like in in the state of North Dakota, I don't know where you're from or if you know much about North Dakota. I did like a six hour marathon on it the other day and um, I don't want to get too in the weeds but when corruption is so deep that it's in your sheriff's department, it's in your police department, you don't have people running against the sheriff um, and even if they did, they wouldn't get in because of the machines. It's like the only way then at that point is to reorganize the fbi and have them fucking clean house um well, and it'll push it did people work
0: down. it did work in the 60s in the south right because that's the exact situation that was happening in the south um and the only thing that that ended that was well the fbi and then national we had to send the national guard in to right. mandate that, that Black people could vote because they, you know, it was legalized oh, yeah. that they could vote. But then certain mayors, mayors, governors, governors uh, chief,
1: Governor chief of
0: Trump. police, sheriff, all these people were in cahoots like hell no.
1: They were getting paid and, by the governors. Do you remember the Billy White um, GI party? No. Oh my gosh. Um, so in Tennessee, they got home for more and um billy white and a bunch of people went to go vote and it was like 2020 but back in the day so they were lots of riots were happening people were scared to go vote in person um i believe there was even like a flood something crazy but when they got home from war billy white and his friends were like dude um governor crump pretty much paid off all the sheriffs um it was like a permanent regime and then crump was gonna run for senate right and like and then a sheriff was going to take his spot. It was all set up. It, it, it's the same shit that happened now. Um, back in the day, though, Billy White and them ended up seizing seizing the Capitol and, like, taking back their fucking state. It's pretty, you know, it wasn't until 2020 when I learned about Billy White and the G.I. party that he created. And we don't have to do that now, thankfully, because we have, you know, rights and we have the power of the pen and we have... Judicial systems and technology and whatever, but um, it was a really patriotic thing to do. But because yeah, it was like the crump ma- machine. Um, I suggest that you look that up for sure. I think it was I want to say it was the sixties. Like now I'm gonna have to look it up. But um, yeah, same thing there. It uh, we can't get to that precipice though ever again, and I don't think we ever will. Um, as long as people don't fall into the psyop of we need to take up arms and take back our country. That is the most dangerous shit I've ever heard. That's what they want. They want us to, they want bloodshed. They want us to fight each other so bad. Um, It's why the whole Antifa BLM thing was being propagated on TV and Proud Boys and Oath Keepers, those crazies, those were both paid by the same fucking party, um, the Uniparty, and it created this weird fucking hype. And I fell into it for, like, a second because I was mad that I was seeing, you know, elders being beaten and shit. So then I was like, man, I want to see some Antifa fucks get beat. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is so gross. What the hell? Like, no, stop. Um. And, and, and to find out that even with the J6 thing, that Antifa wasn't even there. BLM wasn't even there. This was fucking orchestrated from...
0: Antifa's yeah. is not even really a thing, right? Like it's formulated off the same, like you could declare yourself Antifa today and not be tomorrow. It's by actions, right? And it's so we've got to remember the roots, anti-fascist. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're fighting fascist rule and and, mm-hmm. and militarized police, right? So
1: But then they the were media, fighting like the, the media made it look like the Antifa, the anti fascists, were fighting for fascists. It was the weirdest fucking psyop I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, what? Wait. Exactly. Antifa.
0: But that's the anti- But that's the what? media spin because Antifa was throwing smoke grenades back at cops. Like fuck you. We're we're allowed to protest. We live here in the United States. Fuck you. Fuck you beating us over the head with your batons. Fuck you. So they started fighting back, breaking windows and shit. Um Fighting back any way they could, right? Like Martin Luther King said, "A riot is the voice of the voiceless," right? So not that it's condoned, but it makes perfect sense. You, you back a raccoon into a corner, it's going to bite you. Um, Right. But you know, yeah. So I agree. The media media was hyping this way out of control.
1: Yeah, and this and this is this is why I'm careful though with my words because like if if people don't understand what I'm saying when I say conservative. then they're not gonna they're not gonna understand what I'm gonna like why I say it's not a good idea because if you look at who is being targeted you know like you said you're you're a liberal minded person I'm a conservative minded person we are both being targeted though here and so it's not a party and at the end of the day the government is waging war on both of us and so oh. taking up any we we are now put into a basket, and I, it's not the deplorable anymore. They gave us a new name. I forget what it is. I don't care. But um, um we're put into the same basket, left and right. And so y- you don't want to... Okay, so when they were promoting the people that got loud, proud, and fucking destroyed cities, took over cities and capital buildings, nothing happened to them because... They wanted that to happen. Now, if patriotic people decide to do something like that and and fall into this trap, best believe it you won't even get the chance to throw a fucking cigarette butt, let alone a fucking rock towards a federal building. You will be wrapped up so fast you probably won't even you'll probably get pulled over driving there because that yeah, is. But what you could also say want. the
0: same thing. You could also say the same thing in reverse. Imagine if January 6th was BLM, the gutters would have been flowing with blood. Are you kidding? The cops would have been shooting until they ran out of
1: bullets. No, they did that. They did. the BLM did that in another state at a state capitol, like, but way worse. Um, Like the J six thing, huh? there was regular people that got swept up in there. It was definitely an orchestrated coup. It was a feds erection that perpetuated it. But, um, I've seen a lot of things like, you know, um, oh, man, look at BLM and Antifa and crazy right people, whatever. Let's just call them crazies. I don't even like giving them an organization. Look at the crazies that went and protested outside um, SCOTUS's houses and, um, you know, took over capitals all over the U.S. because they were pissed off about the abortion thing and um, they they didn't get rolled up. They actually the opposite. If they got arrested, they got bailed out the next day. Uh, so there there is a very paramount difference here. Um, there, even if there
0: wasn't any violence there, though, right? Which one? The the about occupying the capitals during the abortion thing
1: uh they were just they were just they were just
0: taking up space like we're gonna we're gonna go into your chamber where we're not supposed to be
1: there wasn't the motivation i don't know
0: i don't know the january 6th thing is really complex and it's on it it's right so there's a lot at play there number one the justice department called off the national guard why would they do that so they wanted it to happen and i and now that we're seeing that the FBI sided with the Democratic Party, I'm thinking the Justice Department and the FBI wanted it to go crazy haywire so that they could point and go, oh, my God, look at this guy. We got to get him out of office. Right. And I'm not a Trump fan. But to me, and it was it, it was the Republican it was set party. up to be political assassination, because if you listen to the whole speech that Trump said right before that, he said, we're going to march to the Capitol. We're going to be peaceful. But they always yeah. cut that last part out of the of every time they air that speech they cut out uh-huh. like i just heard that the whole speech recently i always thought he was you know inciting violence but no he says we're gonna be peaceful i'm gonna be there with you and then they refused to bring him to the capital where he could have could have quashed it. the whole thing he could have stopped yeah, the whole yeah. thing but they have refused to bring him there
1: and ali akbar the color revolution douchebag um Mm, McCain's little toy I'm just gonna say he and Alex Jones were sitting there like not even at listening to Trump's speech but they were like oh he's, he's walking down the Capitol now they orchestrated it all but I believe there's a foreign government that was there documenting Roger Stone and I forget Tory told me about this but I forget the where they came from they're legit like mercenaries like in a foreign government i want to say poland for some reason i'm thinking fucking poland um and so this was even like foreign there was some foreign interference here um and then you have ali akbar and you have alex jones that got caught up in it and he got caught with money like trading money with ali akbar so he's implicated at this point um but the weird thing is, that I was supposed to go to J Six, and the night before, I was just like, "Nah, I'm going to go to the North Dakota Capitol." And uh, when Ashley Babbitt, um, I guess supposedly from what they say, was shot, my I had like thirty missed calls from my family. My stepmom thought that was me. Like, "Oh my god!" Um, and I'm like, "No, I'm at the North Dakota Capitol. Everything's good." No, I didn't go. I, I'm so glad I didn't. But when I was watching like friends that went, it was pretty divine how it happened because it was cold that day. It was really cold. And so, and Trump's speech was delayed. It was, he was late at the, I think it was the lips where he spoke. Um, And so people were waiting in the rain and it was cold. And I want to say like fifties, low fifties or high upper forties. And it was, like, hours delayed. And so the people, when Trump was done speaking, most of the people that went there to listen to their president went back to their hotel, fucking took, like, a hot bath or shower, went to bed, and woke up to chaos. Like, so you have to wonder, you know, the people that didn't watch his speech at all, what did they go there for? Hmm.
0: Well, there had been some hype previously, Urging people to come armed, um, so there's that too. Uh, oh, that was that
1: was the oath keepers. <laughs> that was the Proud Boys yeah. stuff. Um, but but listen, here, let me so play a oath couple keepers. messages
0: from this guy, Pineapple Planet.
1: Okay. Hello, and another thing, Dave. Hello, unapologetic Christian.
0: Pineapple Planet, how you guys doing? American operations. Burglary that explodes Con the active March fifty anniversary.
1: I don't. What are you linking? I can't. what? What? All right. Well,
0: All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. This is a multi-part series on wealth distribution disparity. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do spread it around and share with friends and on social media. Peace.